Hey guys, welcome to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here. On this podcast, our goal is to build your confidence, expand your knowledge, and create a supportive, cooperative community for nurses, one nurse at a time. My name's Ashley. I'm a registered nurse on a mission to empower nurses to build meaningful careers and change nursing culture along the way. In our time together, I hope to share my experiences, provide you with resources, and create a space where you can find your footing as a nurse without judgment. We will unravel nursing topics and make connections with amazing guests to give you all of the tools that you need to build an incredible life and career. I believe that it takes a village to build a strong nurse. We are your village. This is The Nursing Co-op. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Nursing Co-op. Today's episode is something that I think a lot of you guys will relate to. So we are going to chat real quick about how to handle coworkers who are not pulling their own weight. Now, this topic is is kind of a big one. There's a lot of things that we could chat about, but I want to give you guys a few quick little tips that might be helpful for you this week. If you have a coworker who you feel like you have to carry or who you feel like is not paying attention to their patients or just disappears all the time or, you know, isn't pulling their weight on the unit. Now, I know that there are circumstances that are important to understand for your coworkers. You know, if you have someone who normally is a really hard worker and you're noticing that they are kind of slower at work, they're, they seem distracted, maybe something's going on with them. So of course, for that coworker, I would say reach out to them, see how you can support them. But there are those coworkers wherever you go. There's always those coworkers who just don't seem to care that much. And that's going to happen everywhere. And this is true for any profession, not just nursing. There's always going to be those coworkers who just aren't really invested in their jobs the same way that you might be. So let's talk about this topic. Let's just say that you have a coworker that you work with that you always find that they are disappearing the entire shift. They Maybe it's a nurse who their patient's alarms are going off all night and you can never find them or they're asleep at the nurse's station or they're just ignoring the alarms and not even responding to their patient's call light or maybe it's a a tech on the unit who you can never find to help you do a turn or bed bath or any of those things. These are your coworkers who it just can be frustrating to work with them who just don't seem to care very much. Now again, I'm not trying to be negative. You know, I think always the first thing that you should do is try and understand where they're coming from. But sometimes that doesn't do anything. And sometimes there's no fixing who somebody is. And you have to work with them and you've got to be able to deal with this. So I think it's more important for us to just chat about a few things that might be helpful for you in dealing with a coworker like this. And this is this is true for family members. This is true for friends or, you know, your friends' friends that you've got to deal with on a daily basis, whatever. Dealing with people who are difficult, who don't want to pull their own weight in any situation can be frustrating. So let's talk about a few things that might be helpful. First thing, most important thing, do not take on other people's work just because they aren't pulling their weight. It's, it's really natural for us, especially as nurses. We want to serve and we want to make sure our patients are really well taken care of and we care about people. 
So if we notice that a patient's not getting the attention they need, it's really natural for us to just pick up the slack. It's natural for us to just answer all their call lights and do the work for them. It's, it's natural for us to handle their alarms and all of that stuff if we notice that there's neglect happening or if somebody's just not doing what they're supposed to. But here's the thing. It's not your responsibility to do somebody else's work. It's also not helping the situation. It's never going to get better if you enable behaviors. And this, again, true for so many situations. But let's say you have a coworker who never responds to call lights. They never check their IV pump alarms. And you just keep doing it. That's not going to teach them anything. That coworker is never going to get used to responding to call lights, making sure that the IV pumps are working properly, making sure that their parameters are set correctly for their patient. They're never going to learn that. They're never going to realize that that's important if you just do it for them. So let's not enable this behavior and take on somebody else's work for them because that's not going to help your relationship. That's not going to help the patients. That's not going to help anything in terms of longevity of work, right? They need to realize that there's a problem and they need to resolve it. So that brings me to a few of the other options we're going to chat about. So second one is to give them options. Now, this works in certain areas. It works with certain situations, not with all of them. So in my work today, I work in a procedural unit. And in each room where we're working, we have usually a couple techs and we've got a couple nurses. And usually with a smooth running team, we alternate who is taking point on a case between the nurses, right? Who's giving meds, who's giving the timeout, that sort of thing. We alternate. That's what naturally happens with most nurses in a room. But there are certain coworkers who don't follow that paradigm, who don't carry their weight in that room. They disappear on the second case when they're supposed to be the one leading it, or they don't do what they're supposed to to prepare for that case, and you feel like you have to do it for them. So that in that sort of deal, what I like to do is I like to set clear expectations, but I like to do it by giving options. And I learned this skill when I worked with teenagers when I was in behavioral health. I would give options. Instead of saying, you have to do this, it makes people feel better in general if you present them with options and it feels like they get to make a choice. It's a it's a funny phenomenon, but it's how we work as humans. So rather than saying, I need you to take the next case, What I like to do in the mornings is I like to say, hey, would you prefer to take the first case or the second case? And then we can just alternate from there. Again, I'm just presenting options. So that person feels like they're in control where they can look at the two cases and decide which one feels better to them. I'm giving them a certain amount of choice and power, but I'm making it very clear how the day is going to work. And same thing if you're working with a coworker, let's say it's a tech who just disappears all the time. But you have to make sure that your patient gets a bed bath that evening or something like that. So I like to get get together with them and say, hey, would you prefer to get the, the bath done at like 10 or is like more like midnight work for you or, or noon, whatever shift you're working on? Which one works better for you? Again, giving options. So they have to make a choice between the two, but they still feel like they get to have a choice. This can also be helpful for patients. If you have a, you know, kind of a difficult patient that you're working with, give them options. Again, it just gives back a little piece of control. And when people feel like 
they're forced to do something or they don't really want to do work or whatever they're feeling that day that's making them maybe not pull their weight, if you give them some control and choice back, it usually makes people feel better. So if you're in a scenario where you can give some options, that helps a lot. And this is especially helpful when you are trying to work in tandem with someone or if you're working as a team. Um, so if you're tag teaming patients or you know if you have a coworker that you are both the nurses in a hallway and you're supposed to help each other turn or something like that, again, just give options. Do you want your patient's turn first and then we could do mine or vice versa? Or I could do this for you and you could do this for me or we can switch off. What would you prefer? Again, Giving back control really helps people when they don't feel like working. It gives them back that choice, gives them a feeling of power in this scenario, even though really what you're doing is making sure that what you need gets done, it still helps them feel more in control. And it also takes away the option to do nothing. So if you have a coworker who really doesn't like to do work, you don't give them the option to do nothing you give them a choice between two options and they'll tend to pick the easier one and that's fine. It's better than them doing nothing. Okay, tip number three that kind of goes right along with this where you're kind of giving options is also to make a plan ahead of time with this person. If it's a difficult coworker who is lazy and is not doing their job, make a plan so that there's clear expectations set. And again, this is this is something where you don't have to be really aggressive about it. So if you're more comfortable with more passive methods or if you're more comfortable in non-confrontational scenarios, these sorts of things like giving options and making a plan are a way for you to make it clear what you need, but also in a way that is respectful um, and feels more comfortable. So making a plan. So let's say, again, we go back to that tech who disappears all the time and you need them to do something with you. Make a plan early so that they can, maybe they'll disappear for a couple hours, but they know the time that you expect them to be there for a specific tasks and that works best for them. So if you've got, you know, two patients and you turn them every couple hours, you could say, hey, um, I'm going to get my bed bath done around 10 p.m. Does that work for you? Or we can do uh, midnight if that's better. What do you think? They're going to tell you their option. And then it's like, okay, well, let's meet um, about quarter of to each, you know, two hours at, you know, 9.45, 11.45, whatever, and we'll do our turns real quick. And then at that 12 o'clock hour, we will do our bed bath. Does that sound good to you? Again, you're just making it clear what you need and the expectations that you need ahead of time. So they know what you expect from them. It helps if they are looking for that level of guidance, because sometimes there are people who they're not just like lazy. They just It's not that they don't want to do any work. They just don't have drive to do it themselves. But if they're told a certain you know expectation or that you need help, they're more than willing to help you. It's just they need that prompting or they need that uh, clear expectation set. So you can try that at the beginning of a shift too, just making a plan with a coworker and setting that expectation. The fourth thing, if, if all this stuff doesn't work, I want you to approach that person directly and be clear and assertive about what the issue is and what you need from them. This one is not comfortable usually, but it's very necessary if everything else is not working. It's not fair for you to try and pull the weight of a unit, pull the weight of a team by yourself when somebody else isn't pulling their own weight. That's too much. You're not supposed to have to do that. Your coworkers are supposed to be there to support you. So, 
if you have an ongoing issue with a coworker, the first step, if you're continuing to have this issue, is to talk to them directly. It's not just like telling on them or tattling to management. That's the next step. But it's not always best to just go above them, to go over their head. If you can, if it is safe and, and you know acceptable for you to do, it's best to talk to someone directly about an issue you have. In this society in general, we tend to avoid confrontation so much so that it becomes this he said, she said, like telephone game of complaining to somebody above someone or their coworker or just not to the person directly so that it gets to the point where they're hearing gossip about you talking about them to so-and-so and this issue is happening and that. And it blows up into something so much bigger than it needs to be when you can just talk to them directly. And this doesn't have to be aggressive. It's just bringing forth the issues that you're having or the thing that is problematic that they're doing or what you need from them, just be clear and be direct, especially if any of the little things you've been trying that we've been talking about, if those things aren't working, just talk to them, be direct, tell them what's going on. Hey, your the IV pump has been going off for the past hour. It's keeping my other patient awake. How, what can we do to resolve that? I, little things. Talk to them directly if that's appropriate. And then the last thing, if that is not working, if you've tried to give some options, if you've, you know, talked about a plan with them, if you've brought your issue to them directly and they are not responding, then it is time to talk to management or talk to your charge nurse or someone in leadership. Bring it above. I don't normally jump to this just because it just creates a culture of people talking behind each other's backs and not being direct. But if you've already tried to bring this up, if you've already expressed what's going on, it's appropriate at that point to escalate. So ask your charge nurse. Talk about the issues that you're having. You know, if it's the like my area, it's procedural. I need my team. I need support, especially as a newer nurse in a procedural area. I need that support from my other nurse in the room. And when somebody disappears all day, it's not appropriate. And I feel unsupported and I feel overwhelmed. If there's an emergency in the room, it's not safe. It's totally appropriate for you to bring those things up to management, to charge, to someone to say, hey, I'm concerned because this is unsafe for my patient because use those important words. They highlight the issue. And so often we have a problem with a coworker and all we do is complain. All we do is complain about what this coworker is doing. We do nothing about it to resolve it. You know, it's the, the nurse that falls asleep at the nurse's station all day and doesn't, you know, respond to any of their alarms. We just complain. We literally just say, oh my God, she literally does nothing all day. This is ridiculous. Her poor patients. I feel like I have to do everything for her. We just complain and complain and complain and nothing is ever going to get better if that's all we do. So try some of these things we've talked about. And if it doesn't work, talk to someone who might be able to fix it because it's not sustainable and it's not appropriate. You need your team and to have a well-functioning team, you need everyone to contribute. And it might be as simple as if you talk to management and they bring that person in and say, hey, there are these concerns being brought up. How can we resolve it? Maybe that's all it's going to take. But it's not on you to do their work for them. It's not on you to fix every problem on your unit. It is not on you to try and carry everything yourself. So if you're having an issue, it's important for you to do something to resolve it. And if this with the coworker, it's, it's uncomfortable. 
I'm not going to lie to you, and we all know this. It's uncomfortable to have to deal with this, but it's important for the, the cohesion of your unit, for flow, for everything. We all know, and I, again, I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm not trying to bring anyone down, but we all know those nights or days when you are trying to do the best that you can and you have one coworker who is literally trying to avoid work you know, as best they can, who is ignoring the call lights, who is ignoring the IV pumps, who's not d- pulling their weight, who's not doing the things that they're supposed to, and it feels like we have to do it for them. And it feels like it's all on us when really what needs to happen is we need to be clear. We need to set some expectations. We need to set some boundaries. We need to be direct. And if that's not working, we need to escalate the matter. It's, this is true for most things. Try and resolve it yourself. Don't put everything on you, but try and resolve it yourself. And if it doesn't work, escalate. And if you are feeling this way about a certain person, I promise you, you are not alone in that. And that may also work for you. If you've got a few coworkers who are feeling the same thing, maybe you all go to management or to your charge and say, hey, we have this issue. And again, it is really important that you are not just complaining, that you're not just accusatory, that you're putting real evidence forth, explaining a real issue that is uh, an issue about patient safety or something very relevant. It's not just your, you know, your pride getting hurt or, you know, some personal issue that only you have. It's about the unit. It's about cohesion. It's about patient safety. It's about flow. Those things are important to management and to leadership. And if you're a newer nurse and you're not being supported by the nurses on your unit, that's a concern. Any of these things, it's appropriate for you to bring up, but just be clear about it. Don't be overly emotional when you're bringing these things forth because that usually isn't super productive. So it's okay to say, hey, you know, I've noticed that this person is not answering their alarms. They're not answering their call lights. I'm noticing that patients are, you know, not being checked on or turned every couple hours. I'm concerned for patient safety. And I also just don't feel supported on the unit by this person. Totally appropriate to say. And a very valid concern for you to bring forth. And it's something that you could just discuss with your manager or it's something that they need to to discuss with that person. So you'll come up with some solutions there. They also may be able to give you some real advice about how to deal with this situation. But at the end of the day, it is not on you to do somebody else's work. It is not on you to carry your unit by yourself. So just know that if you've, sometimes you got to work with a coworker who's not pulling their weight, just do your best be clear with them, set some expectations, and take care of your patients. That's all that you can do. And if things continue on this way, if there's no improvement seen, escalate. And also, as I said in the beginning, if you have a coworker who normally is on point, you know, always takes care of their patients, is normally happy-go-lucky, very productive, very hardworking, and suddenly they're falling asleep at the nurse's station, not responding to alarms, looking overwhelmed, that should be a red flag to you to offer support. That's a different situation. And so if you have a coworker that's changed, that's probably there's probably something going on outside of work or maybe they're getting burnt out or maybe they just need some extra support, maybe they need some help. That then it's totally appropriate for you to offer help to, for you to do what you can for your coworker to support them. And it also might be appropriate for you to escalate and say, "Hey, this person needs some support." They look really overwhelmed. They're looking like they're getting burnt out. It's, it's clear that they need some time off or they need some support or something. I'm concerned. That's still appropriate for you to do, even out of a place of concern. So, okay, 
just to really quickly recap, we all have those coworkers who don't pull their weight, who don't seem to care about their work, who are falling asleep at the nurse's station, not being a team player, whatever. It's frustrating, but it is a reality. Big things for you guys to take away from this. First thing, do not take on somebody else's work. Unless it is someone who needs some support in a time of need, that's that's a different story. But for the most part, don't take on other people's work. It's not your responsibility to do everyone else's job. Two, work on giving them some options. Sometimes that works really well for people. Instead of the option of doing nothing, give them two options to pick from. It gives them an idea that they have some control and some choice in the matter, but it sets clear expectations about what needs to get done. Number three, right along the same vein, make a plan with them. Set expectations, set some boundaries, make it clear what needs to get done. That level of communication is sometimes all it takes to manage a coworker or manage someone that you're working with who is not on the same page as you or not willing to work at the same level that you are. Set some expectations, make some plans. That can be helpful to give some structure to a situation. Number four, approach the person directly. If, the, if the, all those things that we just talked about doesn't work, talk to them. Be clear. Set some boundaries. Express your concerns with the person. Don't just talk behind their backs. Don't just complain. That's not going to be productive for you. It's not going to help. And then lastly, if none of these things work, if you've expressed your concerns to the person, if you've said what you need from them, if you've made that very clear and nothing's changing, escalate. Talk to management, talk to a charge nurse, talk to someone who might be able to support you in this, give you some ideas, or just talk to that person directly. But escalate as needed. Okay, so really quick little episode. I just wanted to talk about this because this is something that I've had to deal with. Um, And this is obviously not every strategy that you could use to deal with a coworker who's not, you know, as productive or is lazy, quote unquote lazy, whatever. I'm not trying to be negative. But I think this is something we've all dealt with, where we feel like we have to take on somebody else's work, or we feel burdened by someone, or we feel unsupported. That's a concern. So try these little strategies. If there's something that's worked really well for you too, please share. I can always share it with the group. And I'm sure there'll be future episodes where we talk more about this and give you some more tips and options. But these are some that I have found have worked for me. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope that you are really supported on your unit and I hope that you're doing great this week and I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and our community in the nursing co-op. If you liked this episode and found some value in the content, please share it with any and all of your nursing friends on social media and tag me at Ashley underscore nursing co-op so that I can thank you personally. That way we can continue to build this community and change nursing culture for the better. I can't wait to see what we create. I will see you next week, but until then, happy nursing.